Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In July 2020, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is supporting Black Rock Coalition. Black Rock Coalition represents a united front of musically and politically progressive black artists and supporters. This month, we're donating 10% of MassDAS revenue to Black Rock Coalition, and we encourage you to check them out at blackrockcoalition.org. If you'd like to participate in our sponsorship of music-related organizations, you can become a MassDAS patron at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Mark Welcome to episode number 196 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Defund the Police Blankenship, and I am joined as ever by the spectacular and in fact Brooklyn's finest Sarah D. Bunting. Hello. <laughs> Sarah, D- the D stands for Defund the Police. Hello. <laughs> now, Sarah, you brought the song that we are discussing to the table today, so give us a little taste of what we're going to be on about. Today we are contemplating Queen Latifah's Ladies First. This features Moni Love, who I forgot this song featured Moni Love. I do love Moni Love. I (laughs) kind of want her to move in with me as my life coach after listening to the song many, many times to prepare for today's episode. And so I think that we should all listen to a clip from Ladies First. So let's do that and then get into it. Who said that the ladies couldn't make it? You must be blind if you don't believe what here listens to this rhyme. Ladies first, take no time to rehearse. I'm divine and my mind expands throughout the universe. A female rapper with a message to send. The Queen Latifah is a perfect specimen. My sister, can I get some? Sure, Moni Love, grab the mic and get dumb. Yo, praise me not for being simply what I am. Born in L-O-N-D-O and sound American. You dig exactly where I'm coming from. You want righteous rhyme and I'ma give you some. To enable you to age yourself and get paid. Yes, oh, you are. Moni these Love. are righteous rhymes. Thank you for giving them to us. Uh, your queen and mine, God save her, was 19 when she made this track. Are 19 you, years old. Are you kidding me that Queen Latifah was a teenager when she made yeah. this song? She's not that much older than me. Holy hell. I mean, and she, I mean, I have not sat with this song in ages. I feel like this is one of those songs that in a, like similar way to uh, Marvin Gaye, which we talked about recently, this is considered a sort of vanguard hip hop track that is not that like you don't necessarily hear anymore or that we might not hear like really hear because it is considered this vanguard track. But I mean, it gets you with that beat and that cutting immediately it is actually fairly simple it comes from an era of hip-hop that was even when it was dealing with um like issues rap and frustration that it was like a fairly sunny beat story right 
And I just think that this is such a, this is such a like perfectly formed song that is a pleasure to listen to, but also invigorating politically, if that makes any sense. And the fact that this woman, the pride of uh, East Orange, New Jersey, Dana Owens, was a teenager and like very proud in her suit uh, with the outline of Africa on the album cover. And like, this was an absolute, this was an adult yes. as an artist. This was a mature, thoughtful, grown up person who had shit to say. And it, I mean, it made me want to run to my local bookstore. I mean, in theory, in practice, I live in Bayridge, Brooklyn, and they would not have shit like this. So I would have to go to Amazon. But it's such a window into hip hop at that time, which like the sort of gangster darkness and the like thudding sound reflecting the lyrics was not as much of a thing. Like if you listen to Public Enemy, a lot of it is actually surprisingly peppy mm, mm -hmm. you're sort of like you know weaving in the car and then you're like oh like <laughs> this is really horrible shit but the beats are amazing but female artists had to fight the same shitty racist stereotypes in their lives in like as rap artists who were being classified along with all sorts of social ills extremely unfairly and incorrectly and still are as their male counterparts and their sexism in the industry from like um, suits in the industry, but also from their fellow rappers. Right. And this is what this like, again, fully formed artist with these tight rhymes, this tight cutting, there's no unnecessary, like overly intellectualized sampling uh it's an extremely efficient track that nevertheless gives you a bunch of places to grab onto it as a listener and this person was 19 years old that's just stunning yeah to me so i am super excited to hear your thoughts on this song which i feel like everyone should have been talking about it basically every day this whole time and we haven't been i agree with you and it's it's it is partly what you said that it's hard to hear this song fresh because it's just been part of the tapestry of of pop music life for so long mm, i mean i don't yeah. know that it ever quite reached the ubiquity of some of the other hip-hop hits like push it for instance mm. of this era or like especially something like you can't touch this which was a few years later but still but mm. this is a song that i always knew but I feel like this was the first time I've ever listened to it in the Mastis way, where we, you know, we just really pay attention to it. And oh my God, you're so right. The fact that she and Moni Love both arrive with these fully formed identities of people who have a political point of view, they have a uh, about uh, race, about gender, about uh, the relationships between men and women. And that they also, that Queen Latifah immediately jumps onto the scene with her unapologetic confidence in place. 
And yes. her confidence is not... Queen Latifah is someone who from the beginning was like, I am confident whether you like it or not. And she doesn't need your approval to like who she is. And I have... It's just like really comes across as like... No wonder she calls herself queen from the beginning because she's like, yeah, I'm fucking awesome. So and there's and it's an interesting contrast, at least within this song with Moni Love, I would say, who I think is a little more um, not combative, but uh, I don't know what the word I want is. But uh, yeah, I guess combative or like provocative. Yeah. Um, And not insecure, but is more like willing to get upset and fight about it, I think. And Queen Latifah is more centered both in her sense of self, but also in ceding the mic so easily to Moni Love and being like, yeah, you talk for a while. I said what I need to say for right now. And Moni Love, I think, is a little more exercised. Right. And Queen Latifah is more prepared, but that's like a really cool contrast. And also that they work together so well is has its empowering aspects too. Well, it also, I was going to say, it really makes the song resonate even more that it's two women singing about ladies first because they're actually enacting the thing that they're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, it, it it would have still been awesome if it had just been Queen Latifah, obviously, because it's a her her rhymes are great, the beat on the song is incredible. But then for her to say, and also, I'm so confident that I'm going to let another lady on the track because we've got some shit to say. Yeah. I love it. The title of this recital is, in fact, "Ladies First. Thank you, Queen Latifah. And this is also, after listening to this song as part of my prep for this episode, I naturally listened to another Queen Latifah classic, U-N-I-T-Y. Uh-huh. In which she also is just like, you know what? Don't call me a bitch. I'll punch you dead in the eye. There is a line where someone grabs, one of them feels her booty. He was nasty. This guy is trying to, like, get up on her, and she just punches him in the fucking face and then carries on her way. <laughs> yeah. And I just appreciate that. It's like, I believe it. And, and, and Queen Latifah tells that story, obviously, to flex and prove how you know awesome she is but she also says it very matter-of-factly like yes of course i did that what would you expect me to do and i like that in both songs there's this quality uh it's in moni loves verse here where she's like here's what i mean it sounds like i'm saying that she she like takes a moment to be like okay here's what i actually mean in that verse where she's talking about men know that women are awesome and do do you know what i'm talking about Um, yes absolutely let me pull up the exact lyrics so that i can not just stumble around uh what I'm trying to say. Well, and she's like, you know, you love women, but you know, you came from a woman. We're all mothers. We're all sisters. You should respect all of us. And the, but the way that she circles around and through, well, here it is. Yeah. Weaves through. It's really cool. Believe me when I say being a woman is great. You see, I know all the fellas out there will agree with me, not for being one, but for being with one, because when it's time loving it's the woman that gets some so she's like she's like in case you're confused that i think that all the men are saying that they want to be women that's not what i'm saying and i just like that she takes a moment to be like let me interject here and just break down what i mean and then in unity queen latifah does the same thing where she's like look if you call me a bitch in a way that's fun i understand context but then i need you to know that if i hear the context is wrong i will knock your fucking ass to the ground and i really appreciate that in both of these songs, there is this 
interest in making yourself clearly understood to the point that you will do parenthetical citations of your own verse. And <laughs> that, that to me feels very 80s hip hop, but it also feels very specific to the type of work that Queen Latifah was making. She's like, I need you to really know what I'm talking about. And I've thought through some of your objections and now I'm going to dismantle them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that late 80s hip hop really had this, was really like gazing at its own navel in the, but in the best ways. Right. Like the numerous Def Jeff tracks where he's like, he would lay down a verse about how he was king shit of fuck mountain. And then in the second verse, he would like, he would be like, in case you weren't actually literally killed by how fucking awesome I am, let me, re- let me review verse one, line two, in which I said the following. Here's some, here's some supporting evidence for my claims. And there's this like horn popping, like mix beat happening. That's like, so he's like, he is building a defense against an upcoming diss track yeah. is what's happening right yes. now. Yes. Or um, JVC Force, who I mention all the time, who um, their album, I think it is actually called Strong Island, but they like the um, many of the songs are like the two MCs talking to each other about previous songs and one being like, as I mentioned in track three, verse two, and the other one's like, they know. <laughs> they listen to the song. Let's talk about our cars. Like, there's just something um, really dense at, citationally about 80s hip hop sometimes that I really think is amazing. And it's so fun to listen to, like, over and over again and be like, what is this a yes. reference to? Or, like, that we were just talking about Nelly, like, Courtney B. Vance is a lyric for Nelly. Like, it's not late 80s, but, like, this is one of the extreme pleasures for me of listening to hip-hop from any era is that there's, like, the top line of references and then there's the um, next stratum down of references and that sometimes they're referring even in a single song to something or then they'll throw in a sample and be like just in case you didn't get that here's a little help i mean i don't know it's it's It's, really like sometimes pop music like you do a close reading of it and it's like it's you know everybody's just trying to fuck and there's not (laughs) there's not a lot else to say but with hip-hop there's almost always something else to say unless there's not and all the allusions are like i'm just trying to fuck and it's actually a little easier now because i'm rich and i drive a rolls like okay that's a point of view but that's but, but it's one of the reasons i love the website genius so much because it will really explain lyrical references that honestly i'm a white guy who grew up in tennessee like i, I there're just certain things that i have learned about hip hop culture by parsing the lyrics it's really exciting it's like uh, I, I just and it really when I can really dig deep and appreciate the levels upon levels upon levels of lyrical stuff happening. You're right; it, it just adds such a it adds even more pleasure to a song that I already am enjoying anyway. And this is a great example because I don't think I need more than two seconds of Ladies First to be like, "Yep, I'm in. I'm interested. I'm in." Yeah. Exactly. Whatever this loop is, please never stop playing it for me. 
I also think it's worth pointing out that I'm not sure Queen Latifah gets as much credit as she deserves for the vast array of things that she has done in her career. Because she is a rapper of great importance and great skill. She's a great singer of jazz standards, as is yes. a, as is apparent on her album, the Dana Owens album, or Traveling Light. Like she can really sing those songs. She's an Oscar-nominated actress for Chicago. She is an Emmy winner for the movie Bessie, which she produced. She won a Golden Globe for acting. She had a talk show that was good. Like Queen Latifah has really done everything. And deserves to be, uh, I think, more lionized for her cross-media excellence. Yeah. And I think deserves, uh, I mean, this is the academic treatise that I was talking about earlier. Like, I would like to read every book about vanguards of hip, uh, women vanguards of hip hop. Yes. And then I would like to read a whole bunch of books about um, tri-state hip hop and like, Hollis Queens versus Biggie coming out of Brooklyn versus uh, North Jersey, Newark, East Orange, like Essex County. Um, Was there anyone in Stanford, Connecticut? Find that hard to believe. But (laughs) who says a hip hop artist can't wear a whale belt and dock siders? Not me. It's 2020. Anything's possible. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for bringing this to the table, because honestly, any opportunity to be reminded of one of the many ways that Queen Latifah is awesome is a welcome opportunity. I mean, we didn't even talk about the fact that she was also on Living Single. Like, she was also, she's basically done everything. Yeah, it's true. Does does she have a jewelry line? Because... Wood purchase. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Does she have, like, home decor? Wood purchase. I mean, I mean, but she really should, though. Like, just Q and L-shaped wire earrings... Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Forever. Not to um, you know undercut the seriousness of her actual achievements, but I I really would buy that jewelry. But just but like, it's just because like she's done so much that at this point she could sell me a salt and pepper set, and I'd be like, oh, great, okay, <laughs> great. What is this? Uh, is this like a an oil change kit with Queen Latifah's name on it? It's probably fine. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hand weights. Great. Exercise sure. bands. Why not? I'm interested. Yeah. Oh my God! Look, a salt and pepper set with her and Moni Love. Yes, please. <gasps> oh God! Wood season all my food with only that salt and pepper set. Oh my God! Etsy verse. Oh, Hear our cry. <laughs> I seen Jay's nip try to scoop up a honey day's nip from this buddy Mike. She must have been a um for show shot for show shot for doing something like that. Shit. The for show that killed the for show shit. Killed the for show shot. Bro, shit. Bro. Driving down the street in my Jeep playing a funky beat And the next thing I heard was a screech Hit the brakes, I did a double take, I saw this for show shot Walking up the block, I said stop So I could take a picture and get your autograph Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting And edited by Sarah D. Bunting That's me Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com Tweet us at talksongs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash And as always, thank you for listening. Show shot. Bro shot. Bro, that honey I hit the skins. hit the skins.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.